Welcome into the Faithful Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Madden. And as always at Faithful Pursuit, we are relentlessly pursuing a life of faith that transforms outside of the walls of the church. Now, today's episode is it's going to be fun, uh, I think. Uh, we're going to be talking about the fires of consecration. And when we think, when we hear that word consecration, we really don't hear it a lot uh, in the, the confines of you know, the modern church now. Uh, but what consecration means is the act of making or declaring something, typically a church, sacred. Um, it's the action of, of ordaining someone to a sacred office, uh, typically a, a pastor or a bishop. But it, it's it's basically saying that I'm going to I'm going to set myself aside. And I'm going to consecrate myself in, in this idea of I'm going to set myself aside to be used by God for, for a righteous purpose rather than using my time, talent, uh, gifts, abilities, treasure to, to better the world. I, I'm, I'm going to use them to better the kingdom of God. So in our belief as, as believers and as Christians, uh, we believe the the transformative power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we, we believe in regeneration. We believe the Holy Spirit has the power to, to purify. He empowers us. He, he consecrates us for, for God's purpose. So we have to ask ourselves, how can this fire, this Holy Spirit fire, ignite in, in our life? And what really is the need of of consecration in general. Like, well, why do we need this? Uh, Paul writes in Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2, he says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in views of God's mercies, to offer yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So, here we see that we are called to present ourselves as a living sacrifice. What, what does that mean? Well, in the Old Testament, we saw how uh, sacrifices were being made of of animals, of incense. That you know, those burnt offering, incense offering. There's a lot of different sacrifices happening in in the Old Testament. But because of Jesus and His atoning sacrifice for our sins on the cross, we no longer have to do that anymore. We no longer have to sacrifice animals. We no longer have to you know, sacrifice blood because Jesus' blood, that one sacrifice, was enough for all mankind. So in having that, um, that sacrifice atoning for our sins, our lives now are, are sacrificially living for God. So that means everything that we do, everything that we say, every, everything that our hands touch, whether it be work, whether it be school, whether it be our marriages, uh, our friendships, uh, churches, communities, everything we do brings and gives glory and honor and reverence to God. So instead of the blood of animals, we, we are now sacrificing our, our time, talent, treasure, actions, gifts to give glory and honor to God. So we're called to present ourselves as this, this living sacrifice. And, and consecration is something that we voluntarily do. Okay, where it says in Romans 12, verse 2, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. That, that's a really great, like that's, that's, probably, that's one of my favorite verses. 
uh, Romans 12, 2 is, but it is really hard to live out. Why do I say that? Because conforming to this world is hard not to do. Why? Because simply there are so many outside influences. There, there's so many voices uh, clamoring for our attention. Uh, we got our phones. We, we got the screens. We got movies. We got celebrities. We got culture. We got politics. We got all of this noise clamoring for our attention who, who was saying you have to dress this way you have to accept this you have to talk this way you have to worship this way you have to belong to this community you, you have to accept that community you have to do everything that we say that that you have to do in order to fit in with the world and god is saying do not conform to the patterns of this world because the patterns of this world ultimately result in death the, the patterns of this world result in sin. And, and we know through Scripture that the wages of sin is death. Now, it's not easy. Uh, if, if you're so used to you know, living in that world and, and in that lifestyle and, and in that mindset, it's not exactly easy to put to death you know, those things. Um, these two verses, uh, Romans 12, verses 1 through 2, you know, they, they kind of mark the the change in the letter from from doctrinal instruction because before romans chapter 12 everything was doctrinal. Uh, then I, as we get into romans 12 we see that it actually shifts into this practical application and paul is urging believers to respond with total commitment to christ total commitment to god and the basis of christian living centers in the mercies of god Oh, coffee. <laughs> but it centers on the mercies of God because all that God has done for believers in, in Jesus Christ, they should be willing to present themselves as a sacrifice to God. The sacrifice is living. Like I said, you know, it, it's in contrast to the slain animals of, of the Old Testament. And, and it raises out of the new life in Christ, which is a holy life. So we're no longer living a worldly life, we're living a holy life. And it is uh, dedicated to God and His will. Like We're no longer living for ourselves, we're living for God. Um, believers should not be conformed, which means, and if you break it down to the Greek, um, being conformed means to be shaped by living after the pattern of. So we're not conformed to this age or to this world, which is complete in opposition uh, of God, and it lies under the, the control of Satan. So instead, believers should continually be transformed. To, to change, in the Greek means to be changed in form by renewing the mind. So th this, this change, it, it's radical. Like if, if you realize the, the difference between, if you look back a year from when you got saved, you'll see a radical difference, or you should. See, a, a radical difference working from the inside out. So believers do not think like unbelievers. We don't act like unbelievers. We don't project ourselves as unbelievers. Um, we are continually renewing our thinking through the Holy Spirit. So we have to be able to say that, yes, I'm now going to set myself aside. I'm going to consecrate myself by voluntarily acting at, under surrender to God's will and 
and be set apart for God's purpose. Like I'm no longer going to advance you know, this kingdom of the world. I'm no longer going to try to fit in with the world. I'm now persuaded that, that this life for God, this life for Christ, is the only way that I can actually live. So that is why we need consecration. Um, the world around us can, can distract us. It, it can corrupt us. Um, here's the thing about distractions. They're, they're going to come. Like the devil's going to throw everything he can at you. He's going to throw porn at you. He's going to throw temptations at you. He's going to throw sports at you. He's going to throw a busy schedule at you because distractions pull us from God. And if you are consecrating yourself, you're saying, you know what? I am all yours, God. I'm going to set my life aside. I'm going to set my time aside. I'm going to set everything about me aside, and I'm going to operate in your will. Whatever you want me to do, that is what I'm going to do. How you want me to speak, that's how I'm going to speak. How you want me to act, that's how I'm going to act. How you want me to fill my schedule, that's how I'm going to fill my schedule. Like We're, we're saying, God, I'm setting myself aside to be used by you, to be holy. Like you have called, You have called me to be holy because you are holy. Um, we see the, the fire of the Holy Spirit uh, operating in Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And I, I'm pretty sure we all know this, this verse um, or this passage of Scripture here. Um, Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost had arrived, they were all together in one place suddenly. A sound like that of a violent rushing wind came from heaven and it filled the whole house where they were staying. They saw tongues like flames of fire that separated and rested on each of them. Then they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, when the day of Pentecost happened, one, it, it was the birth of the church. Two, it, it was the day that the Holy Spirit no longer resided on, on somebody for a moment or for a season or for a particular purpose. It was at that moment that the Holy Spirit began to reside and live inside of every believer from that day on. Uh, we see that when they were all together, uh, this group, there were the 12 disciples, and, and there was also 120 others in the upper room. There's a lot of people in the room just waiting because Jesus said, hey, I, I'm going up to the Father. I'm about to send you the Holy Spirit. Do not leave Jerusalem until he comes. And um, this place that they were at, this house, it, it was probably close to the temple. Like they were still, you know, pursuing and, and, and seeking after God despite the persecution that was about to break out. Despite the fact that Jesus had went to the Father. Despite that they were, that they felt like they were all alone now. They were still seeking after God. And uh, we see through you know, various events that happen that even though persecution did, even though Saul, also known as Paul, was ravaging the church, you know, sending people off to be killed, uh, okay in executions, putting people in prisons, uh, exiling people, despite all of that going on, these people's faith never wavered because they had decided in, in their self, like I am setting myself aside and no matter what happens to me physically, I'm going to serve God. I'm going to worship God. And the crazy thing to me about that is 
they had no earthly gain about being a Christian. Like today, if we're a Christian, it might get us a little bit of popularity. It might get us a following. It might get us get us you know some applause. It might get us some likes and some follows. It might get us all that. But they had no earthly advantage for following after Christ. In fact, it was the complete opposite. In that time, if they were following after Christ, they were basically signing their death warrant. And yet they counted the cost and they said, you know what, even though this might cost me my life, even though I might spend the rest of my life in prison, even though I might get beaten, I might be thrown to the lines, I might get sawn in half, I'm not going to waver in this. I'm going to dedicate my life to the cause of Christ. I'm going to spread this gospel. I'm going to share this message. Even if it costs me everything, I'm not going to waver. And I wish, and it is my hope and it is my prayer, that we can get back to that type of faith. To where it doesn't matter what we may gain here on earth, that no matter what happens, no matter what we have to go through, I'm still going to be faithful. I'm still going to remain in the body of Christ. I'm still going to proclaim His message. I'm still going to shout it from the rooftops no matter what happens to me. And the Holy Spirit residing in, in, in the life of the believer in Acts chapter 2, when, when that happened, that is the, the most crucial part of the Christian life. Like We have to have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. Why? Because He's the one who guides us. He directs us. He teaches us. He comforts us. He, he gives us words to say when we don't know what to say. He is interceding and praying for us on our behalf to God the Father. If you think you can live your Christian life without the Holy Spirit, or if you don't even believe in the Holy Spirit, something is, is definitely wrong with you, and your Christian life is going to suffer. Because the Holy Spirit came with fire, and this fire en enabled the disciples, and it enables us for service. Because this, this fire... Uh, that the Holy Spirit brings with him, it, it burns off all the impurities. Meaning that it, that it burns off the sin, it burns off the flesh, it, it burns off um, um, our will, our wants, our passions that are of the world. And I'm not saying that we should not have our own will or we should not have our own passions or our own desires or anything like that. But what I'm saying is all of our will and passion and desires should line up with God's will, passion, and desires. Because if ours is going towards a worldly a worldly curve, we're going to fall off the edge. Like we have to be in alignment with the Holy Spirit, have to be in alignment with God in His Word in order for our will, our, our desires, and our passions to come forth. Like we have to be in alignment with God. We have to be in alignment with the Holy Spirit. And sometimes... We're going to have to go through that, that fire of consecration. We're going to have to go through the fire of setting ourselves apart. And in order to set ourselves apart, we're going to have to burn some things off. But burning things off is for our good. Like, Do we need a porn addiction while we're trying to reach people with the gospel? No, we don't. Do, do we need an anger issue while we're trying to debate people whether God is real or not? No, we don't. Like there are some things that we're going to have to burn off and die to so that we're going to be effective for the kingdom of God. 
Now, it's not always easy to do. It's not an enjoyable process or even a comfortable process, but it is something that we're going to have to do in order to be effective for the kingdom of God. Consecration is a, is a process of purification. And if we are purified, we are going to be very effective. And, and um, one, we're going to be able to defend the gospel really, really well. Two, we're not going to give ammunition for people to, to use against, against us excuse me, against us in our witness. Because if we're trying to witness for Christ in our flesh, uh, something is going to rise up and it's going to cause us to lose our temper. It's going to cause us to do something out of, out of Christian character. And once we operate or move outside of Christian character, that gives people ammunition to, sh to fire right back at us. Like I said, I told you you weren't who you said you were. I told you Christians are just full of it. I told you that, that all you are is judgmental and hateful and Blase, blase, blase. Like, we can't give them ammunition to fire right back at us. So if you're wanting to be effective for, for the kingdom of God, you're going to have to consecrate yourself. You're going to have to set yourself aside to be used for the will and the purpose of God. And that is not always an enjoyable process. So I challenge you, take a hard, critical look at your life. What needs to die off? What do you need to stop doing? Do you need to stop cussing? Yes. Uh, do you need to stop looking at your screen so much? Yes. Uh, do you need to work on your, your anger and your temper and your attitude? Probably. Do I need to work on all of those things? Yes. <laughs> it, it's something that we all need to, to work towards. We all need to strive towards. Um, in order to to live the, the best Christian life that we can, and in order to be a, a really effective witness for the kingdom of God. So that's it for this episode of the Faithful Pursuit podcast. I hope that it has helped you. Maybe it's, it's clarified some things for you. Uh, as always, you can find us online. Uh, I mean, if, if you're listening, obviously you found the podcast, but we're also on YouTube, uh, Facebook, TikTok. Uh, that's it. That's how we are. Uh, <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And you can listen to us everywhere. Spotify podcast, Apple podcast, YouTube podcast. We're everywhere. Um, yeah. If you want to get involved in, in the local church, and if you don't have one, and you're in the Gunnersville, Alabama area, uh, I invite you to come to the church that I pastor. Uh, you can go to the Forge. Uh, our website is theforgegunnersville.church. There you're going to find everything about us, our beliefs, our statement of faith, everything about us. Uh, so, yeah, until next time, God bless you guys and continue the faithful pursuit of the Christian life.